0: Turn with me, please, in the scriptures to two openings, Matthew 9, Mark 9, Matthew 9 and Mark 9. Matthew 9 and 28, it says, when Jesus was come in the house, the blind men came to him and Jesus said, believe ye that I am able to do this. And they said to him, yes, Lord. Now, uh, what does he ask them? He asks them about what they believe. Jesus emphasized faith and believing. The modern church does not. At least not for life. Evangelicals will emphasize faith for Being born again and missing hell and going to heaven, you must believe. But past that, many don't. What do they emphasize when it comes to praying for things, when it comes to getting your bills paid or getting your children healed or whatever the case might be? They emphasize, if it be thy will. They emphasize the will of God. Jesus did not emphasize the will of God. The modern church does. Jesus did not. He emphasized believing, faith. So instead of when they showed up, you know, and the Lord never changes. And he's the greatest example we have. We should follow his example, not anything else. Not some modern idea of men. But instead of him saying, Well, here's these two blind men coming to him wanting to be healed. Instead of him saying, Well, we'll have to see if it's God's will. He doesn't talk about that. He talks about what do you believe? And he talks about what do you believe? Not just me fixing it for you, but do you believe? do you believe I'm able to do this? They said, yes. Yes, Lord. Verse 29, then touched he their eyes, saying, according to, now you you might think from the question he asked them, he might say, then according to my ability. You believe God can do this? Yes. Well, then according to the power of God. He didn't say that. According to the ability of God. According to the will of God. He could have said that. But he didn't. What did he say? According to. He could have said my faith. According to my faith. Because we know. He walked in faith. According to your faith. Be it done. Be it. Unto you. He's telling them. It's going to happen. According to. What you believe. Now, we've said it before, I want to keep on saying it because religious tradition is a tenacious thing. You can think you got rid of it, you can think you got free from it, and it's still hanging on, remnants of it, decades later, even after you should know better. But this doctrine is crippling the church this belief that God is in control of everything and it's all up to him. What happens? Now, you say that, millions of Christians will go, yes, that's right. God is in control. It sounds good. It sounds like you're being respectful of God. But it's simply not true. God has not set it up that way. Right. If God is in control of everything, look at the earth. Right. Look at the pain. Is all of this really his doing? The suffering of innocence? Is all that really the will of God? There are people that try to people are adamant. Oh, yes, yeah, we don't understand why. But God in his infinite wisdom has chosen to to do these things or allow these things. But either way, it's him and it's his will. Not true. Everybody say "Not not true. It's just simply not true. It is not true. It is not all up to him. You can't leave up to him what he left up to you. People try to do it. People are confused about it, but you'll see not just here, but how many have read the the gospels enough to know that time after time, after time, Jesus looked at people and said, as you have believed, according to your faith. How many times did he say according to the will of God? I don't know, one time, according to the power of God. And yet that's what the church, modern church has changed it to. I want us to change it back to what Jesus said and not let religious tradition make the word of God of none effect in our lives. If Jesus said it's according to your faith then that's what it's according to. What does it mean according to? Whether it happens or not. It's not up to him. Up to our faith. When it happens not up to him. Now, you know, there are folks that think that's blasphemy. (laughs) They're like, And you know why? It's because the enemy is so afraid of people finding out. He has blinded people's minds and confused. And some of the meanest people on the planet are religious people. They will kill you and give you scriptures why it's okay. But that's not godly people. That's That's religious people. Vast difference. You got people that are so religious. And they don't know God at all. They don't know him. God is good. (laughs) He's good. He's not this. Some people try to. They've created God in their own image. Mistake. He is who he is. Not just what somebody imagined him to be. But he is good. He's wonderful. I said he's wonderful. And if you really begin to get to know him. You are sure of that. And you want to know more. You want to know more. About how good he is. And how wonderful he is. In his wisdom. He has ordained. That man have a free will and that we receive what he has provided according to our faith. And so this idea of of always waiting on him, waiting on him and trying to talk him into it is religious confusion. Because you can't get it unless he's provided it. But if he has provided it by his grace, which he has so abundantly in Christ, in redemption, then once he has provided it, we're not waiting on him to give it to us. If there's a delay, it's a delay in us receiving it. Grace has provided. Faith must possess. Faith must receive. Many people know that's true about the new birth. People that are lost are not waiting on God to decide to save them. They're not waiting on the mysterious timing of God. We would correct them if they said, well, if God wants me saved, he'll save me. Would we let that go? What would we tell them? No, you're wrong. The Lord already took all your sins. He already paid the price for you. It's available to you. When can they get it? According to the power of God. No. If it was just according to the power of God, everybody would get it because His power's there. According to the provision of God, no, that's that's there for everybody. When are they going to get it? According to when they believe. And if people say, well, I ran from God for 50 years and and I finally gave up and I guess that was His time to save me. Uh Uh-uh. No, child. (laughs) You could have been saved 50 years ago. You went through all that not according to God's will. Don't don't try to put that off on him. How can you blame him for your rebellion? For your disobedience. For your procrastination. We really do have a free will. And we can do his will or not do his will. We can receive from him or not receive from him. I'm a believer. How about you? I'm a believer. I'm a receiver. Somebody said out loud. I'm a believer. I'm, a believer. I'm, not, a I'm not a doubter. I'm a receiver. I'm a receiver. Amen. Amen. In Mark 9, Mark 9, the man that had the son who was having seizures, brought him to Jesus' disciples. They tried to get him free, and they couldn't, they failed. And then when Jesus came down from the mount the man came before Jesus and told him about this situation and said Mark 9, 22 oft times it's cast him into the fire and the waters to destroy him but if you can do anything have compassion on us and help us. Now there, there are so many reasons why these things are in the Bible. John tells us that if everything Jesus said and did was recorded, the world itself couldn't contain the books. So most of what Jesus said and did is not recorded. But the things, the relatively small percentage of things he said and did that are recorded are, we might say, hand-picked by the Holy Spirit. Because it is the living Word of God to all men for all time. It applies to everybody, every situation, every person. And you see in these situations, there were many people that got healed, many people that got delivered. Why is this one selected for us? Notice this man. He comes and says to Jesus, he just took his boy to the disciples and they couldn't get it done. So he's discouraged. And then he sees Jesus and he says, If you can do something, because they couldn't, if you can do something, have compassion on us and help us. See, he thinks it's all up to the master, doesn't he? He's prayed the prayer, help us. And he thinks he's waiting on him. And what does the master tell him? Just be patient. And if it be God's will, why am I saying that? Most of the church will believe that, not this. They don't believe. They don't preach this. They don't believe this. They believe just keep praying. And if it's God's will, it, it, now it may not be, and we just don't understand why. So what are they saying? It's according. It's going to happen or not, according to the will of God. This is not what Jesus taught. This man said, if you can do something, have compassion on us. He's pleading. He's needing. He's pleading. He's convinced. It's not up to him. It's up to you. Help me. And Jesus says, if you can, believe. All things are possible To him that believes. Jesus turns and puts the emphasis back on what? On him. It's not if I can. It's not if God can. It's not if it's the will of God. It is the will of God. Oh somebody say it is the will of God. Didn't the scripture say it's not his will. That any should perish. Are people perishing? Yes Yes, they are. Somebody say well it just must not be his will. No the Bible said it's not his will. Why are people perishing contrary to the will of God? Because we don't receive according to the will of God. We don't receive according to what we need. We don't receive according to what's good and right and fair. We don't receive according to what God can do. We don't receive according to his perfect will and plan. What do we receive according to? If you believe Jesus. We receive According to our faith. Is that true with the new birth? Why wouldn't it be true concerning other things? We receive according to our faith. If that's true. We ought to be very interested in faith. Right? How to develop our faith. How to get out of fear. Get out of unbelief. Get out of wavering. And get into good strong solid faith. That lays hold of. And takes and receives from God. What Jesus paid so much to get. We need to make up our mind. If Jesus thought enough of us. To come and do what he did. And pay what he paid to get it. I'm going to get mines. I'm going to get mines. How are you going to get yours? It's not just going to be when God decides. To drop it on you. It'll happen according to our faith. Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. The ASV says, if you can, all things are possible to him that believes. The good news says it like this. If you yourself can, all things are possible for the one who believes. Can you see if you yourself can? That really tells the story. Because the man was saying, if you can. And Jesus said, "Uh uh-uh. It's not if I can. It's if you can believe. Now this flies in the face. Of Christian religious tradition. But there's also a reason. Why a lot of things had not been happening too. And why people have struggled the way they have. And all of us have had some struggles. But how many believe it's possible to walk like the master walked. He said if you believe on me. The works I do, you'll do also. Greater works than me shall you do, because I go to my Father. Amen. He said, "All things are possible." Right. Oh, somebody said out loud, "All things, Amen. all things are possible, are possible when God decides to do it." <laughs> Why do I keep bringing this up? Because most of us grew up with this ingrained into us for decades. And if you think all that's gone and you didn't really get it out, well, it might, it might not be as well. Maybe that's why, you know, we're, we're God, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? When's he going to do what? <laughs> When's he going to do what? Does Jesus need to go back to the whipping post and get scourged and take our sicknesses and carry our pains? Does he need to go again again? and have the thorns thrust on him and and the chastisement of our peace does he need to go back on the cross again and pay for our sin? do what it's finished it's been done it's been bought it's been paid for it's available oh somebody say it's available the grace of God has made it available But just because it's available, doesn't mean you'll ever enjoy it. Just because God's given it to you, does not mean you will experience it. Just because it's the will of God, does not mean it will happen. Didn't God give them the promised land? His first covenant people, didn't he give them the promised land? And that generation, that first generation, how many of them enjoyed it? Maybe a couple. Joshua and Caleb. Is that right? That's right? Hundreds of thousands of people that should have been enjoying life in the promised land died out in that dry, barren wilderness going round and round in circles. Was that the will of God? Was that the plan of God? Was it because they were waiting on God to give it to them? No. No. It was because when it came time to man up and believe God and go get her, they wilted and they cried and they felt sorry for themselves and they said, we can't. And they said, God don't like us. And they said, we're all going to die out here. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. All going to die out here. It wasn't the will of God. It wasn't the plan of God. This is the Bible we're talking about now. Not men's ideas. The Bible. How many want to base your, uh, the foundation of your life on the Bible? What Jesus said. What the Word says. And, and, and let, let our mind get renewed. Changed from all these ideas of men, basically explanations people have come up with as to why things didn't work. That's right. And it's much more convenient to just say, well, it, it was God. He just didn't want us to have it. We don't know why. It's just instead of, you know, why did it ever occur to look here? Why does it always have to be God? Huh? Why couldn't you at least... Open up and so, well, it could have been something we didn't do. Right, right. It's possible. Him being perfect and all. And mm. <laughs> could have been us. Let me help you out. It was us. It was all us. And not him. Come on, somebody say, God, God. God. is not my, not, not my problem. Never has been. Never, has been. Never, will be. never will be. He's not to hold up. It's not him. When Jesus sat down at the right hand of majesty on high, when it was said, it is finished, and then after that he sat down. Nothing else needs to be done to save us, heal us, deliver us. Come on, do you believe it? Do we have a complete redemption in Christ? Did he offer himself? Spirit, soul, and body. Do we have redemption? Spirit, soul, and body. Who would say it's not all done? We're waiting on it. It's a work in progress. When he says, it is finished, it is finished. We just need to come up in our receiving. Go ahead and make a big big faith confession right now. Say, say I'm, a believer, I'm a believer. And I am quite the receiver. I'm quite the receiver. <laughs> God's the big giver, you know. What are you? I'm, I'm quite the receiver. I am good at receiving. <laughs> this new plane we got, the first time I landed it, I thought, whoo. This is a whole lot of airplane. <laughs> and and I was tempted to go, man, this thing's challenging. This thing's challenging. And immediately the Lord said, watch what you say. Watch what comes out of your mouth. Do you want to struggle with this for months? Or you want my help? I got it. I mean, I should know this. I preach this. <laughs> now you're laughing like, like you never heard it before either, right? boy, immediately came out of my mouth and I told Mike, I said, we, we better say this. We are good at flying this airplane. We are good. I'm not, I'm not just bragging on Keith. I'm making a faith confession. I, I am good at this. And you know, the next several landings were pretty good. Grace comes in, comes in. You start talking about how hard it is, how you can't, you're stacking things against us. And all the help we'd ever need is inside us in the person of the Holy Spirit. But it can all be there and we can fumble around and bumble around till next year talking about how hard it is how bad i can't learn this oh man i i was always this wasn't my thing in school and 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 i'm just i never was good at this and and this is so hard this is so hard this is so hard it's so hard it's so hard well if you say so you decree a thing and it shall be so but faith would say i got this I got this. The Lord has made me of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. I mean, they say it, and I get it. I get it, and I got it. I can do it. I can do it. The Bible didn't say you can't do it. It said I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Why? Because all things are possible. Not to everybody, but to those that believe. Glory to God. Man, we're making progress. I can tell already. I can I can I can sense a little surge of the, the faith tide is rising. The faith tide is rising and with it lives will be lifted. Will be lifted. God. Glory to God. We saw last uh, week with Thomas that he didn't have the kind of faith that Jesus was looking for when Jesus was raised from the dead. Go to John 20. Let me remind you of this. John 20 and 24. Thomas, one of the 12 called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. Now what has happened? Jesus has been raised from the dead. And some of the women saw him. And a couple of other disciples saw him. And of course they, they come running back saying, he's alive. He's alive. He's not in the tomb. We saw him. We talked to him. And most of the disciples wouldn't believe it. They said, no. Believing is a choice. Amen. You hear people use the phrase, I just can't believe that. I just can't believe that. That's not true. It's just an untrue statement they made. Accurately, if they want to say it right, they should say, I choose not to believe that. By nature of what faith is, you could believe it if you chose to. Say it out loud. Faith is a choice. Faith is is a choice. No such thing as a person who can't believe. We're made in the image of God. He operates by faith. That's how our spirit operates. But it's a choice. The other disciples said to him, we've seen the Lord. He said, except I shall see. Everybody say see. See. In his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side. I will not believe. I believe it's Weiss translation says I positively will not. Believe. Will not. What does that mean? Just what we've been talking about, right? He didn't say, I can't believe. It's impossible to believe. What did he say? But he's made some criteria. Unless this happens, I am not going to believe. I will not believe. Less what? Two things. Unless I can see it. And unless I can feel it. Everybody say, see, it, see it, and feel it and feel it. He requires to see and feel before he believes. I'm going to have to see it. I'm going to have to see Jesus standing here in front of me. And I'm going to have to, with my own eyes, and I'm going to have to feel him. I mean, that seeing ain't going to be enough. I got to get a hold of his hand because I know they put those uh, those spikes through his hands. And I know if it's really him, he's going to have those holes there. I know they put that big spear into his side before they took him down off the cross. So I know if it's really him, he's going to have that 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 gaping place where they put that spear. And he said that ain't enough. I got to touch it. I got to put my finger in the hole where the spike was. And I got to put my hand in that place where the spear was. Now, why would you talk like that? This is adamant unpersuadableness. I won't believe. Not quick to believe, not ready to believe. It's like even if I see it, that ain't enough. I'm going to have to touch it. I'm going to have to feel it. You got to prove it to me. By how? By the physical senses. Seeing and feeling. Everybody say seeing and feeling. And And Jesus said to him, keep reading. After eight days again, the disciples were within, Thomas was there. Jesus came, the doors being shut. So how did he get in? He didn't come through the door. How'd he get in? He came through what we would call impenetrable. What we would call solid. What we would call matter. But if you're a physicist, you know that matter and energy... What's the difference? You begin to study physics, you begin to find out that this this firm stuff here ain't so firm as you think. <laughs> they tell us that for instance our bodies. They tell us that our body is 99.9999% space. Space. Why am I saying this? Well, look. He said, Jesus came in, the door's being shut. How did he get in there? Now, we know in just a minute he's going to say, Touch me. So he feels solid against Thomas' hand. And yet he just came through something solid, which would make him what? His body what? The doors being shut. He stood in the midst. He said peace be to you. Then he said to Thomas. Reach hither your finger. Behold my hands. Put it in there. Reach hither your hand. Give it to me. Put it right in here. Don't be faithless. Did he get corrected by the master? So all this adamant stuff about him. standing, I'm not going to believe. unless I can see it. unless I can feel it. Was stuff he shouldn't have said. Things he shouldn't have done contrary to what the lord had taught him and what he teaches us what does he teach us faith 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 doesn't have to see faith doesn't have to feel he said don't be faithless be believing thomas answered and said to him my lord and my god well he's convinced <laughs> finally late. Why is he convinced? He sees, he touches. He he sees and he feels. Jesus said, because you have seen me, you've believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. If you want to get into the blessing, You have to believe without seeing. You have to believe without feeling. How many want to be blessed? Blessed. You don't get into the blessing. With this idea about seeing is believing. When I see it I'll believe it. When I feel it I'll believe it. You won't get into the blessing that way. I mean there's a bunch of people on the planet right now. Will prove to me that God is real. You know, when I see him, when I can see him, I can hear him, I can feel him. Well, what are they putting as their standard of reality? This. This is their complete standard of reality. If I can't see it with my eyes and I can't feel it with my hands, it doesn't exist. It's not real. Therefore, God's not real. There's no devil, there's no heaven, there's no hell. Why? Because the only thing that exists, the only thing that's real. So you have set up yourself as the judge of what's real. And your experience, your existence is this long. (laughs) Right? And you can adamantly and positively say, well, no, none of that exists. Why? Because I don't know about it. Because if I don't know about it, it don't exist. Well, there's a lot of creatures in the ocean you don't know about. Does that mean they don't exist? A lot of stuff out in space you don't know about. Does that prove it don't exist because you don't know about it? In fact, there's a whole lot of stuff you don't know about. That proves nothing except you don't know. (laughs) Hebrews 11 and 1, we saw this. Hebrews 11.1 one says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. What else? The evidence of what? Of what? Things that are not seen. If it's faith, it deals with the not seen. Faith deals with what is not seen, not felt. Keep reading. Verse 2. By it, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed. By what? By the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. It's humorous. The links people go to. To deny God. The godless. Ideas about creation of the universe. It's laughable. What people try to pass off as science. If you read some of the. Writings of those that are supposedly the most. The experts in the area. You know what you find again and again. We don't know. You read it long enough. (laughs) And you go. Theory this. Theory that. Theory. You know what a theory is? A theory is you don't know. But. We don't know. People that have any degree of honesty. That's where they wind up. And yet they're sure. God didn't have anything to do with it. They're sure of that. How can you be sure? You weren't there. How did it happen? Well, there was nothing. And then nothing exploded.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> nothing exploded. What caused it to explode? There was nothing there. Yeah, it's a mystery. But we're sure God wasn't there. You're sure God wasn't there. <laughs> Well, I'm sure he was. Yeah. <laughs> and it's cuz I have chosen to believe this. And people have chosen to believe other things, and some of the things they, they call it science. It's not science. It's a belief. They believe it. It's not proven. It's not science. Real science when when you really begin to unravel a mystery of the universe, you know what you find? God. You're going to find him there every time. And this is one of the great ones. The worlds were framed by what? The spoken word of God. That's call it whatever you want to the big bang. Nothing didn't just explode by itself. What happened? God spoke. That's what happened. He spoke and such power <laughs> was released. Did we have no idea? of. Such power was released. Imagine a being of this magnitude. Is your father. He calls you his child. That's my father did that. You talking about bragging rights on the that's playground? Right. <laughs> My daddy's bigger than your daddy? We got it, brother. We ain't no daddy bigger than our daddy. <laughs> My daddy can whoop your daddy. Mm. <laughs> our daddy beyond all all record and measure. But that's how it happened. Genesis. Gives the account of it. He spoke. And it was done. It was released. Energy was released. Light. Gravity. Matter. We have so little understanding of these things. So little. And yet truths are revealed. Right here in the word of God. Why am I talking about it? Because faith is the evidence of what? It's the conviction of things that are not seen. And and read this verse again, verse 3. The worlds were framed by the word of God. They were were shaped. This is not chaos. I mean, you, you just have to be adamantly unpersuadable to look people call our earth we're so lucky we're in the goldilocks zone not too close to the sun we'd burn up not too far away from the sun we'd freeze it's amazing we have a moon without the moon wouldn't have the seasons wouldn't have the tides and it just happens to be in the right spot and just happens to be the right size it's amazing how lucky <laughs> We are. And how did it happen? Well, there was nothing. And then it exploded. (laughs) Now you're laughing, but that's the theory. That's taught in our schools, taught in our universities. No God, no God, but don't bring up God. Well, the truth is, God spoke. And it happened. That's the truth. And it just doesn't wash that people talk about how lucky we are that life could form and life could develop. We have no record anywhere else in our solar system. and we, we far as we know, we don't know where else it could be. Maybe it's not. We're just so lucky. So lucky. You can take a salvage yard and you can set off C4 and you can blow stuff up For the next 50 years. You can have the biggest explosions you want. And never. Never in a hundred million years. When you stop blowing stuff up. Will there be a brand new Mercedes. (laughs) Sitting there. Never. Never. Never, never. (laughs) There has to be. Someone to conceive it. Someone to design it. Come on are you listening. Someone to create it. Just like we do with stuff. Because we're made in his likeness and image. <laughs> but he did this by faith. By, through faith we understand the worlds were framed. The things which are seen were, were made of what? What we see right now. What's it made of? Sometimes people say God made it out of nothing. Nothing. Well, that's not what this says. Didn't say it's made out of nothing. It's made out of what? Thing, things, things are not nothing. It's made out of stuff, but it's made out of stuff you can't see. Things you can't see. Go to Second Corinthians, please. Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter. What was Thomas's issue? I have to see it. I have to feel it. Because if I can't see it and I can't feel it, it's not real. It didn't happen. I'm not going to believe he raised from the dead. I'm not going to believe he's alive. I'm not going to believe he's real. I'm not going to believe what he said. What y'all said about it. Of course, he had told them these things before he left. He'd shown them in the scriptures. He'd talked about it. But Thomas is Adam and I'm not going to believe it. Why? Because his basis for belief is this material world. What I can see, what I can feel. If he can't see it, he's not going to believe it. If he can't feel it, he's not going to believe it. And the Lord said, don't be unbelieving. Don't be like that. Well, if the Lord said don't be like that, don't be like that. Have you ever heard people say, well, I'm not going to say I believe I've got something I can't feel. If I don't have it, I don't have it. That's exactly like Thomas. I'm not going to call my bills paid and I don't have the money. I'm just real. (laughs) Well, your definition, from your definition, if you can't see it, it's not real. If you can't feel it firm against your hand, it doesn't exist. That's just being ignorant. We're finding out every day about stuff people hadn't seen, people didn't know. 2 Corinthians 4, it says, verse 16, for which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Are you more than an outward shell? Yes, sir. Yes. Huh? Yes, sir. Are you? I am. Yes. Yeah, but if I can't see it, Aye. and I can't see that inward man, and I can't touch that inward man, it doesn't exist, right? Uh, that's not right. Have you ever seen a thought?
1: <laughs>
0: Have you ever touched a thought with your head? Well then they don't exist. If you can't see it, and you can't touch it; it doesn't exist. Feelings, feelings, thoughts. You are a spirit. God is the Father of spirits. You'll exist without your body. The Lord tears is coming, and you live out your life down here. The day you breathe your last. It's not a sad day for you. You'll slip out of your body just like you pull a hand out of a glove. You'll slip out of your body and you won't turn into an angel. That'd be a demotion. You're a son of God. And you will be you. You'll have your mind. You'll be you just like you are now. Only much, much freer. You'll no longer be constrained to physical limitations. Physical limitations. In this realm, it's affected by the curse and sin and it's dark. But you're real. You're looking at me right now through those two windows we call eyes. But you're inside there. You can exist without this body. This body is just the house you live in. Is that what the Bible teaches or not? It's the tabernacle. It's the house we live in. So things are real that are not seen and not felt. Do you believe in things not seen, not felt? He said, keep going. Our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. The New Living Translation says, the things we see now will soon be gone. The things we cannot see will last forever. Good news says what can be seen lasts only for a time. What cannot be seen lasts forever. This should not be our whole world. Interesting things about this realm. What happened when Adam and Eve died? And I'm going to give you a real quick fast, and maybe we'll get into some of it more later. He said, in the day you eat, you'll die. And that happened. Now, it took almost a thousand years for his body to quit functioning. That's how perfect it was when God made it. It was never supposed to die. We were, human beings were originally created to exist forever. No dying, no decay. But sin... Allowed death in. And what happened is everything started slowing down eventually to where it will stop or die. And the inward man is renewed every day. You are not, if you're a believer, you're not aging internally. You should be developing, but you're not growing older. You never will. (laughs) What a great thought, huh? But the outward man is. It's like a blade of grass. It's like a flower. It'll reach its peak. It'll bloom. It's pretty. And then the leaves start falling off. (laughs) Now, God can sustain you. And it can be a good vessel for you as long as you need it, but it's not going to stay 16 forever, and it's not going to function down here forever. The same thing that's happening to your body is happening to the planet you're standing on. Everything, every material thing is slowing down until it dies. God is light. And physicists say it's the fastest thing there is. There's nothing faster. Nothing can be faster from what they've studied. Well, the Bible said God is light. You know how fast light is? In one second, light can go around the equator seven and a half times of the earth. One second. That's uh, fast. We need to get us one of them light jets.
1: <laughs>
0: Who knows what the Lord has on the other side? <laughs> but think about this. I'm going to help you out here. I don't know if you've seen this or not. Anybody ever seen a propeller on an airplane? Or maybe even a fan in your house, depending on what, what kind it is. Maybe there were just three little skinny blades. What happens when you turn it on and turn it on high? It disappears. (laughs) It disappears. You speed something up fast enough. Where did it go? It's still there. It's not that it's not there. It's just that We're so slow (laughs) we lost track of it.
1: Where did it go?
0: And then a lot of folks are so ignorant and dumb to that, Well, it doesn't exist. It's not there. Well, don't stick your hand in it. Or you'll find out. It's still there. (laughs) These beings, angels are in this room right now. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God is in us and moves among us. Why can't we see Him? We're so slow. (laughs) God is light. He's moving at that speed. He's functioning at that speed. (laughs) You know, you think you get... Irritated, waiting on slow people. <laughs> Can you imagine? God and the angels. We get up in the morning. The angels are like, man, I could have been the African back five times before you throws one foot out of the bed, you <laughs> know. The things that are made, the things that are seen, he said, are made of things that what? This is made out of nothing, made of things that don't appear. We must get our mind renewed so that this is not our whole world. And we're not thinking, well, if I don't feel healed, I must not be. If I can't see the money, I don't have it. We know you don't have it. That's why you need to believe you receive it. Yeah, but I don't have it. We know. That's why you believe you receive it. Yeah, but I don't have it. It's really kind of pitiful. The way human beings are functioning. Yeah, but I don't see it and I can't feel it. So it's not real. You just have to treat people like little one-year-olds that have just come into the world and don't know anything. It's okay, honey. It is real. It's all around you. It'll be all right. Just got to speed you up a little bit. (laughs) How does God operate? He calls those things that be not, will be not yet here as though they were. Because they can be. And yet you don't see them. God is. Heaven is. Angels are. You are. Even without this body, you are. We look not at those things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. Because the things that are seen are what? Temporal. James says, what is your life? It's even what? What? It's a vapor. What we can't see and feel, that's the real stuff. That's permanent. This is a slowing vapor. Physicists understand this. The atoms that are that like we said, it's mostly space. And it's slowing down. God's going to have to create a new heavens and a new earth. He's literally going to get us up to speed. (laughs) But the way we can walk with him now. Is by not limiting us. Nor him. Just to what I see and feel. We shouldn't check. What we see and feel. To know do we have what we need. We walk by. Faith. Chapter 5 and 7, just down a few verses, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith, what? Not by sight. If you're going to walk by faith, you can't walk by sight. If you're walking by sight, you're not walking by faith. You're doing what Thomas did. You don't check your body to see if you're healed. Many times people have said, Brother Keith, believe with me for my doctor report. No. No. See, you're telling me you're not going to believe you got it till he gives you a report. We already got a report. If you're in faith, you believe the same thing no matter what you feel or what the report says or what it doesn't say. I know you want a good report, but if you're fixated on that, you're still walking by sight. You're not walking by faith. When are you going to breathe a sigh of relief? When are you going to believe you got it? Well, when they finish the test and they give me the report and they tell well, you're walking beside Amen. You're doing the same thing Thomas did. Unless I see it, unless I feel it, I won't be able to go, whew, we got it. But when the Lord says, by my stripes, you're healed. Amen. That's when we should go, whew, we got it. Right. Amen. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. What are we going to do about the money? I just got word. It's all taken care of. That's right. I got the word. Yes. What? Philippians 4.19. I got it. Right. It sure don't look like it. Well, isn't it good we don't go by that? Amen. Sure don't feel like it. Isn't it good we don't go by that? Thank you, Lord. Go with me in closing, I think, to 1 Peter 1. No, no. I'm not done. Go to Romans 8. You need this verse before we get to 1 Peter. This is important. Romans 8. Are you there? Verse 24. It says. We're saved by what? Hope. Now give me the definition of faith again. Substance or confidence. Of things. Hoped for. Evidence of what? Things not seen. We're saved by hope. Now, Bible hope is confident expectation. We'd probably use the word expectation. What people use in modern vernacular, I sure hope so, is not talking about this. That's really a desire. That that means I want it to be, I wish it would be. That's not Bible hope. Bible hope is confident expectation. And we're saved by it. I, said, I thought we were saved by faith. Saying the same thing. Because faith is. The confidence assurance of things. Hoped for. If you have faith. You have hope. If you have faith. You have expectation. Saved by expectation. But expectation that is what? Seen is not hope. For what a man sees, why does he yet hope for it? If you see it, you wouldn't need to believe for it. Yeah, but I don't have it. That's why you need to believe for it. Yeah, but I don't have it. I'm not going to say I believe I got something I don't have. Didn't say, Mark 11, and 24, rather, didn't say when you pray, Believe you see it. Uh Uh-uh. Believe you feel it. No. Believe the report says it is. No. Believe the test says it is. No. Believe what? Believe you receive. You don't see it. You don't feel it. But you believe you receive it. Then the unseen changes the scene. We're saved by expectation. Hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man sees, why does he have hope for it? Verse 25. If we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Or perseverance. Some say, well, it's not here. Well, it is. You just can't see it. It's coming. It'll show up here. But I don't have the money, so you better believe you receive it. Believe you receive it and call it. Well, I hurt. Well, believe you receive healing. Believe you receive peace. Believe you receive wisdom. I believe that I receive and I call that done. I call it paid for. I call my body healed. Yeah, but you don't see it. I don't have to see it. That's what faith is all about. If you already saw it, you're not expecting it. But because I believe I receive it, it puts me in a state of expectation. Hmm? I'm expecting. I'm expecting. I know when I first started learning about faith and hope, the Lord gave me this example. When I was a little boy, we ate cereal. Sometimes for breakfast. And in the, in the Kellogg's uh, boxes, in the other boxes, post, whatever, you get Prizes. Sometimes on the back, if you send a certain amount of of box tops and maybe a little money, (laughs) you can get stuff. Well, there was this Nito submarine that you could get. And you put, what was it, uh, baking soda or whatever tablets in there. And man, that dude would uh, submerge and he would come back up. It was very, very neat. And so... We got us uh, some of those uh, box tops, and never how much it was, you know, two ninety-five or whatever it was, we put it in the envelope, and we send it off to Battle Creek, Michigan. Kellogg's, <laughs> home of, was it Tony the Tiger or whoever it is? Is that, is that Tony? <laughs> and that rooster that's on the cornflake box and all them guys? <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> of folks don't even know what I'm talking about. They eat granola. I, they, they don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, we lived out in the country. 15 miles from the nearest small town. Country, country. And um, so my our mailbox, I don't know, what is it, Phil? It seemed like half a mile from the house. Quarter mile, probably quarter mile. You have to walk up there, dirt, gravel, you know. And so, ma'am. I'd get in from school, get off the school bus. That's the first thing I want to do. Check that mailbox. Check out why I'm looking for my submarine. And so I'd get there and I didn't forget about it. You know, I mean, I'm, days went by, weeks went by. You know, I guess it took a long time to get them submarines. But, but uh, every day I would go checking that mailbox. And the Lord brought that to my remembrance so clearly. He said, son, if you'll just do me that way. If you just have as much faith in me. As you did in Kellogg's. (laughs) What does that mean? I was sure. They're going to send me that submarine. Is that right? And so. I am hoping. Expecting. That it's there today. In the mailbox. And with patience and perseverance. I'm waiting for it. And I'm looking for it. Well why am I looking for it? Faith is. The confidence of things looked for, hoped. It's the evidence. I never, I didn't know what uh, Battle Creek, Michigan was. I'm a little country kid on a dirt road in Mississippi. I mean, I didn't, I wouldn't have known it. My, you might as well said uh, Hong Kong or uh, or Taiwan or, you know, to me, I wouldn't have known where Michigan was, but I had faith that I got by reading the back of a cereal box Faith comes by hearing, right? Right? And I read and heard off the back of the cereal box that there was submarines could be had (laughs) that actually worked and submerged and dive and would come back up. And I had faith in people. I never saw Kellogg's. I never saw any of those people, but I was convinced they're sending me a submarine. And so every day I'm looking for that submarine And lo and behold, one day, (laughs) Kellogg's was faithful. (laughs) They came through. There it was in a cardboard box. It wasn't there. And then it was there. It didn't appear. I mean, you know, I didn't know what Battle Creek was. For all I knew, it didn't exist. But I just believed it. Well, if I can believe the back of a cereal box. Why can't I believe this? Why can't I believe this? Why can't I be fully persuaded that what he had said, he is well able to do and he is faithful to perform? Oh, somebody say, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Read that next verse and then we'll go to the other one. What did he say? If we hope for that we see not then do we with patience or that's the word for perseverance wait for it faith is all about what you don't see what you don't see we look not at what's seen first Peter in closing first Peter first chapter verse three. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again into a living hope, lively living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance, incorruptible, undefiled. Oh, things are not getting old in heaven. Things are not wearing out. (laughs) Think about this. No dirt to clean up every day. Mm. incorruptible undefiled that fades not away reserved in heaven for you you believe that's there? you never saw it you believe it's there? well if you can't see it and feel it it doesn't exist no it does exist in fact this is the stuff that's temporary and fading away going away So you're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherein you greatly rejoice though for a season if it need be you're in heaviness through manifold temptations. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes though it be tried with fire might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Is he going to appear? Are we going to see him? Yes, we are. And it's going to be glorious. Whom what? Talk about Jesus, our Savior, whom having not seen, the vast majority of us have not seen him. Yet, we what? You love. Anybody in here love Jesus? Do you love the master? You had not seen him. But you love him. you walk in by faith. Though now you see him not, says it again, yet believing you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. When? Look, look at this phrase. Yet believing, you rejoice. Say it out loud. Believing, believing. You, rejoice. you rejoice. Say it again. Believing, believing. You, rejoice. you rejoice. Say it another time. Believing, believing. You rejoice. rejoice. What if Thomas had believed instead of being unbelieving? How would he have responded differently? The women come running in there. We've seen him. We saw him. We I touched him. We saw the Master. The other two guys. What would Thomas? How would he have responded if he had believed? He would have said, "He's alive! He's alive!" Oh, just like he said, just like he said, he would have had a running spell. Is that right? When you believe, you rejoice. If you don't rejoice, you don't believe. If the Lord tells you, you're healed, and you go, well, I know all them verses is in there, but I feel bad then your reality is what you feel. And you're saying, this is more real to me than the Bible. This is more real to me than you. I meet all your needs. I'm taking care of you. You're going to be fine. Well, I sure hope so. That's not even Bible hope. That's just a wish. I wish it would be. But if you believe it, You've heard from the head of the church. You've heard from the one who's involved in the creation of everything you can feel and see. You should rejoice. When you believe, you rejoice. And believing this, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. The next verse says, you receive, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. We're rejoicing about Jesus being raised from the dead right now. We're rejoicing about them working on our mansion in heaven right now. We're rejoicing about the trumpet sounding and them coming back right now. Why? Because we believe. Hallelujah. So a real faith bunch is a rejoicing bunch. Is that right? People that walk by faith, they walk in joy, which is your strength. It keeps you up. It keeps you strong. But when you see somebody grumbling, like, well, I just don't have and I just need. And That's an unbeliever. Even if they're a Christian, they're operating in unbelief. Glory to God. Stand on your feet, everybody. We're not going to be unbelieving. Thank you, Lord. Close your eyes. Focus on him. Tell the Lord out loud, say, Father, Father, I don't see you, I don't see you. but I believe in you. But I
1: believe in you. I am
0: convinced. I am convinced. You are, real, you are real, and you are good. And you, are good. You, love me. you love me. Faith pleases you, faith pleases you. and I want to please you. Please you. Teach, me more, Teach me more how to walk by faith, walk by
1: faith.
0: not by sight. And, and I will, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge,